Basement Booker's Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast. It's your boy, Basement Chair, with me as always. Rich the Riz, the world's baldest, most rizzest man, the other half of the Basement Booker's Podcast. And this is the Basement Booker's Podcast Golden Pencil Awards episode. Rich the Riz, welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast. Thank you, dude. We are finally here. The moment we have been waiting for all year. The entire Basement Bookiverse has been on the edge of their seats waiting for this year's Bookie Awards, the Golden Pencils themselves. Now, we have our list here of nominees. We have our categories. We have not chosen winners yet, although, of course, we all have some winners in our hearts, but we are here to determine in front of you, the Bookiverse, our winners. Shall we get started, bruh? That's right, Gritch Riz, you rude motherfucker. This is the Basement Bookers Podcast Golden Pencil Awards, and this is the Mike Adamley Memorial um, Mediocre Announcer Award. Um, this is a this is an exclusive, uh, meaningful, um, you know, and, you know, it wasn't until later on in life that I realized that poor Mike Adamley was a victim of excessive concussions and stuff. So it's there's a reason for it. So all these other people in this category, I don't think they have any real excuses. So let's see what they are, Rich. All right, so the nominees this year are Booker T, Taz. I digress. Last year's winner, Tony Schiavone. And two newcomers to this award category and any award category, Kevin Kelly. Is it Kevin Patrick? It's not Kevin Patrick. It's Kevin Kelly. Kevin Patrick did not make the cut for this award this year and the final nominee is ian riccaboni i i don't know what to do here honestly i think um you know riccaboni he's like got his own like thing and you know barely anyone watches him um to be honest as someone that somebody barely watches i can attest to that so i think really um it really should go to him by default um, but then again, there's a lot of people in here that really like Taz, I don't think really belongs in here. I think it's intentional, you know, you know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. that, that, that's just how he is. Um, but yeah, I wish Corey Graves was on here because I'd put him here. Honestly, I, I don't, like I know him, you really. would, <laughs> I, I see, I like Corey Graves. So obviously I guess the word mediocre has a lot of connotations. It does. Indeed, it does. Uh, So if your your vote is Ian Riccoboni, I like him for this award. I also like... uh, I like Kevin Kelly for this award. I really like Kevin Kelly for this award more than Ian. Kevin Kelly is, I believe, far, far less good... Then Ian Riccoboni, and Ian Riccoboni is not so great. So, All right. Well, I guess it's settled then. There we go. 
we have our winner. Congratulations, Kevin Kelly, on winning the Mike Adamley Award for the very first time. First Kevin time he Kelly, was nominated. You beautiful bastard. Finally, you got something from us. Uh, it's in the mail. It's just like the basement dollars, guys. Let's uh, move on to the next contestant category, etc. And this is one that may or may not shock the world. Here comes the Shockmaster Fail Debut Repack Award. This is if people come back, you know, and they're like, I'm a new guy now. And you're all like, yeah, but you're still the same guy. And you tripped. And that's it for you, guy, Arn Anderson. Um, what, what are we thinking here, um, buddy? For nominees, for nominees, for this year's Shockmaster Award, we have Bron Breakaker and this little heel run he's doing. Carrillo and Garza. Not really repackaged, but it was a return. Well, they're wolves now. Or they were attacked by wolves? They're ripping off the American wolves. Did which... they get tattoos without permission? I don't... <laughs> a lot of questions, and I don't I don't particularly care about the answers. Nikki Cross. Oh. Shock kind of a shocker in this category. Uh, but you know, we can explain if we get to it. Von Wagner, unfortunate situation there. And last but not least in this category, I feel possibly the front runner here is formerly known as Jungle Boy. Jack Perry. I don't think that failed. I don't think that was allowed. I think it died in the crib, uh, choking on glass. Um, I think that real glass. We yeah, real glass. We didn't really get, uh, you know what Jungle Boy um is really capable of. I don't think, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's that bad. He didn't really get a shot. The whole thing with Braun Breaker is like I would have agreed with you until he like killed Nathan Frazier on NXT this week. Like he speared him. And I think it was mostly Nathan Frazier who like his selling was incredible. Like it, it's like Braun Breaker had had destroyed his life. Hmm. Like he was just laying there, like he was just like impaled. And he went in there because and, and, and what started it, and I'll and I'll get to it. What started it was like the, the backstage thing. He's talking to Axiom for whatever reason. They decide to pair these two guys together, mm. and Axiom is lame. Like I'm sorry, dude. There's like nothing there. They're really not doing anything. He's just like he's just like the cool guy in the mask who says, "Bro, like I'm sorry, bro." You know, like it's as if he's just like a kid just hanging out there. He's just a kid, you know, and it could be related. But listen, and then he's like, yeah, sure. He's got the best spear in the business. And I'm like, oh, OK, so he's going to destroy him. All right. Well, and I really thought he's like, you think you're so fast, but I'm out there with speed and intensity. You'll never match broad breaker cooker, you know, um, and like he thinks he's like the big bad Braun Breaker now, and like, but but Undertaker said that you weren't, you wasn't ready yet. So I guess I could put him up there. But Von Wagner, it's like, what'd you do, really? You know, you 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 got hurt. You, you know, you got the wrap on your head thing. 
Um, I got to say, it's going to go for me. It's going to be Nikki Cross um, mm. because all of these people you mentioned have actual storylines. You know what I mean? Like, unless I'm mistaken, because Nikki Cross, she comes back. I remember doing the video myself mm-hmm. and she attacks Bianca and everybody's like, oh, my goodness gracious. And it just nothing. Just nothing came from it. So just staring. So I'm going to go on that. And I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm just saying nothing happened. Yep. Definitely a victim of a booking decision. Nikki Cross, her return, her whatever, has it's been here she is. She did that. She did that thing. And then all of a sudden she's just staring. And there's been no payoff. There's been no clue as to why she's staring if she's thinking about attacking someone they're not telling us anything here leaving us hanging leaving poor very talented deserving better nikki cross hanging so here we go unfortunately nikki cross wins the Shockmaster award this year you know we people say you know women can't win awards well guess what you can win a Basement Booker's Golden Pencil Award. Next up, we have the We've Seen Enough Award for things we've seen enough of. Last year's winner was Aubrey uh, Aubrey Edwards' involvement. And this year's nominees are CM Punk. Period. NXT parking lot beatdowns. Heels with the numbers advantage getting beaten. For instance, damage control. A lot of the year. Roxanne Perez overcoming the odds yet again. Chris Statlander being basic. And drawn on beard lines. Braun Breaker and Lexus King. I'm pretty sure it's not their idea. Let's see. I feel like besides CM Punk, because that's kind of that's very recent. The the heels with the number advantage getting beaten has happened an awful lot. What do you what do you think about this category? Um honestly I'm having a lot of trouble even uh picking one of them. I'm gonna have to go with um I don't know, Roxanne Perez. You know, that that, that one has been bothering me. For a long time now. All right. So Roxanne Perez wins, I think, her first bookie award. All right. All right. Next up, we have the most excellently executed year. Last year's winner was Sami Zayn. Uh, this year's nominees are. It's a bunch of them here. We'll go through them. Seth Rollins. Rhea Ripley. Gunter. Tony Storm. Out here, Christian Cage, L.A. Knight, yeah, Damian Priest, EO Sky, MJF, and last, Adam Copeland. Let's see, all strong years, I think. Rhea Ripley had a very strong year, I think maybe Gunter's IC reign might tip the scales in his favor. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, it's probably Gunter. All right. 
Gunta. The winner. The golden pencil this year. All right, next up we have the Scott Hall Yuan Award. Uh, award for Ship Jumpers of the Year. Last year uh, was Claudio going over to AEW. This year's nominees are CM Punk, Adam Copeland, and Taya Valkyrie. Now, we know Taya was previously NXT. She went to AEW, obviously Edge, Adam Copeland. Heading over from WWE to AEW, made an immediate impact. Punk getting booted from AEW, crawling back to WWE. Which of those do you think was actually more impactful? Jade Cargill did not wrestle a match, so she's not in here. In case anybody's upset for whatever reason that's going to be. Otherwise, she would just win. Um, no one here, like, except there's only one person in here of everybody that was written written in that's actually going to, can you can say is going to have something to come of this. Because last year it was Claudio, and guess what? Nothing came of it. And you'll argue like the bangers of the matches and he was the ROH world champion. It's like, what's going on today? What's going on at the end of the year? You know, mm-hmm. what are you doing exactly? You're still, you're Cesaro though. You're, you're Claudio is still Cesaro. Mm-hmm. You didn't do anything to change characters. You didn't do anything to, you know, Tony Khan, the world's, greatest booker you didn't do anything here um you put them in a in a group you know it seems to me the thing to do is put people in a group you put switchblade in a group and he's just nothing now he's just like a loser like not like a person i mean like his uh win loss record in case you know people get mad i'm just talking about like wins and losses that's all and they matter in aew that's what i thought and overall impact uh, so it has to be CM Punk. You know, no right. one wants to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody likes that, really. You know, but, you know, so it so doesn't matter how slimy you are. You know, you, 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 you move money, and that moves mountains. So. Right. And one other thing to be said, and this is possibly a spoiler for a future award, an upcoming award. Tony Khan gets his new toys and forgets about his old toys and a new toy comes along and he forgets about that one. So that's why I unfortunately have to agree that is CM Punk is the ship jumper of the year. He wrestled on both shows this yeah. year. So mm, there you go. That exact golden pencil. It'll all be yours. It's in the mail. That's right. Perhaps future winner of the, uh, which is it? The We've Seen Enough Award? And uh, isn't there uh, an old-timers award in here somewhere? I'm sure there is. Yep. It's the, the, the old Sting Award. But we'll get, we'll get to that soon. Time for our next one. Coming up next, we have the Entrance Music of the Year. This is always a fun one. Last year's winner was Cody Rose. Of course, you know, he's got the, whoa, 
So this year's nominees are, once again, Cody Rhodes. Wrestling has more than one royal family. That's it. Copyright. Okay. All right. All right. Seth freaking Rollins. Oh. Whoa. Uh. Julia Hart. Okay, they know the rest. Let's not get kicked off YouTube. Good job. Yeah, that. That's yeah. on. That's on. Uh, CM Punk. Like Mussolini. You know the song. You yeah, you do. Play. It's a 30-year-old song now at this point. And Christian's yeah, unused All right, we should be fine because <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's public domain, the Christian yeah. Cage. But like his voice, I don't know if depends on how bored Aubrey is to copyright strike. Mm, right. Correct. So in my opinion here, this is going to be between mainly, I think, Cody, Julia Hart, and Christian. I really, really like Julia Hart's. Cody's is super popular. Cody's is the best one, though. So if you want to do like, um, like, uh, uh, I don't want to use that word, but we could do like, if he won last year, then he can get the honorable mention that is still pretty much the best song. Okay. But you can, if you want, you can give the golden pencil to Julia Hart because she didn't get one last year or something. I don't know. All right. Well, the Academy has spoken. The Academy has spoken. Christian's Unused Remix is so good, but I feel like... It's not real. Right. (laughs) It's not not official. So unofficially, it would be the winner, but it's got to go to Julia Hart. Harder Hart this year. Yeah, I wouldn't know who to send it to. Um, Uh, It's unofficial. Yeah, for Christian's. (laughs) Yeah. Would have Ready to get the, it to the internet. Yeah, yeah, let's let's get that going. Straight on in. Our next award is the Vince McMahon Award for Return of the Year. It was previously known as the Jedi Award. We are probably going to rename it for next year. Spoiler alert! But last year's winner was the American Nightmare himself, Cody Rhodes. This year's nominees there are kind of a lot of them i'm gonna take one out right here in fact and i'll leave it in okay randy orton yeah that's a good one cm punk yep that's also a good one if you want to realistically Kyrie sane yeah i might not win though unfortunately yeah Nia Jax. Oh, that's definitely the front runner here. This is a pro Nia Jax podcast. That's there right. That's right. Drew McIntyre. Sure. He did make a return earlier this year. He did come back. Yeah. That's right. 
the recently returned AJ Styles. John Cena. I couldn't see him. Chris Statlander. Miro. Roderick Strong. And Mark Briscoe. What is this based off of? Like, what are we basing this off of? Like, what would make, like, you know what I mean? Like, what would make the return? Because, like, how are we judging it? Are we judging it like the reaction? Because if that's the case, it's CM Punk, unfortunately. It can't all be Punk. So, I reaction. I'm trying to, like, put it through just in case the comments come in it's like what do you mean by that how come it's right. not pm punk you know it's like yeah but we're just going by what we think yes right i don't know yeah so i figure we would base this on reaction as well as overall impact okay so there's obviously some overlap with chip jumper being a return and everything randy orton's return was was big had a great reaction did it have a tremendous impact at least not yet honestly i feel like this should be protest because i i hear your list and i i think about your list mm -hmm. and at no point on your list is probably one of the greatest returns of the year and that also occurred at survivor series war games and that was the return of our truth you're right um so i know we said that you know the cm punk thing was kind of a big deal but uh i don't think anybody expected truth to be back at survivor series war games mm. like nobody really mm -hmm. you know there was like people going like you know maybe cm punk will come maybe you know there was always like what is he gonna come is, it, mm -hmm. is he gonna show up is this but no one's talking about our truth so um big surprise great reaction our truth wrestled a match since his return uh i don't know uh you know he beat jd mcdonough out of the judgment day albeit temporarily that's right um Kyrie sane uh crown jewel you know mm -hmm. it's we thought it was great but like the reaction was like okay but you know it's there so why do it there but okay well, yeah i think the the live crowd impact yeah. negatively so i uh, look if i'm gonna leave it up to you uh honestly you know i think i i said my piece and i think any answer would be pretty good you know it's enough to be nominated um and here yeah. yeah we we've got we've gotten letters from every single nominee saying how what an honor it is to have been nominated for one of these prestigious golden bookies awards. Um, yeah. And John Cena, like, come on, like, what did he do really for John Cena? Like he helped solo out, but I don't think he needed to kill John Cena to look tough because like theory beat him. So what do you mean by that? You know what I mean? Like, right. Also, they really haven't done a whole lot to capitalize on that so far. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's unfortunately only fair to I mean as as great as Truth's return was, Kyrie Sane's was impacted negatively by 
crowd that I guess didn't know who she was. So it's they probably gotta... couldn't see. They probably thought it was like a little boy. Like you know, it's hard to see. You know, depending on where you send. A lot of those guys, they're on their phones and you know making trades and stocks and super carding, whatever it is that they do on their phones. Making moves, um, making moves, making million dollar moves. Uh, sure, you know the world moves mysterious ways. Wrestling Indeed. is life. Yeah. Indeed, wrestling is life. So, with that being said, yet another golden pencil, straight for the eye of CM Punk. Our next award is one near and dear to my heart, and such it is, Smoke Show of the year last year's winner mandy rose we know what happened with that we've seen what she's been doing she is still doing the lord's work thank you so much mandy for all of your efforts and now this year it has to be someone new because as we know she is no longer within the wrestling world for now at the moment correct so this year's nominees are, and by the way, if you if you feel just like the last one, if you feel I missed someone, please let me know. Uh, so the nominees for this year's Smoke Show of the Year are Tony Storm, the timeless one herself, Sky Blue, Tatum Paxley, Anna Jay, Harley Cameron, Julia Hart. Cora Jade, Maxine Dupree, Gigi Dolan, Fallon Henley, and Karen herself, Chelsea Green. I don't know, buddy. This looks like more your category. Uh, I got to say that it's very difficult to pick here. Um, it's not about wrestling ability. Uh, it's not about you know, uh, wrestling talent, honestly, it's about being hot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the most uh, uh, misogynistic uh, category in the history, but it's going to happen. And uh, no, there isn't one for dudes. So, um, see, the answer to this one is difficult. This is, I've been thinking about this long and hard. And, um, at the end of the day, thin walls or no, you're going to hear it. And let me tell you, regardless of her current recent state of mind and transformation, uh, you know, you could, there's two people in here. It could be, it, I could be talking about Tony Storm or I could be talking about Sky Blue. Um, overall, who's been doing it right um, consistently up until now has been Sky Blue. And I'm going to give it to her, um, I think, because it was her or it was Cora Jade. Because the thing about Cora Jade is, uh, even though she wasn't listed on returns, she wasn't, she's an NXT person anyway. Um, she's been enhanced. I can't prove it. Something's different. Um, but as far as I know, Sky Blue hasn't enhanced at all, uh, from one end to the other. So we're going to give it to her. We're going to give her, that's what I think. But what do you think? 
I'm I'm definitely down with it. Tatum Paxley also had a a recent um change in uh, demeanor and her overall look, which I'm intrigued by. I want to see more of in 2024, but for consistency throughout 2023, yeah. Sky blue, keeping it natural too. Yes, this is a hard category because when you're judging hotness specifically, you got to go through a lot of different things. There's a lot of social medias because you're not seeing certain things on TV. Mm-hmm. So you're not seeing what the, you know, the, a lot of Gigi Jolin stuff is like really good mm-hmm. as she should be up there. But that's just too much uh, smut to consume visually you know i'm i'm trying i'm a married man i can't be looking at all these things you know so relax mm-hmm. okay uh and everyone gets an honorable mention in this category that's right so uh, just to be mentioned uh, mm-hmm. it's honorable yeah congratulations to all women that were nominated yeah silver ones you know our next category is yet another kind of tough one. We have the Road Warrior Award for Tag Team of the Year. Last year's winner was FTR. They have technically won three times so far in 2016 and 2019 as the Revival. And last year, obviously, as FTR. This year's nominees are FTR, The Creeds, Brawling Brutes, Kabuki Warriors, Alpha Academy, Finn Balor and Damian Priest, Andre Chase and Duke Hudson, Imperium, Pretty Deadly, The Shree Prophets, and Piper and Chelsea. How come Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens aren't on there? No, they kind of should be on there. They just uh, they didn't do. They were the undisputed, yeah, universal champions for a little while. They were. Th- we can that's add them still in. this year, right? It is. I mean, at that point, we could say the Usos as well. Yeah, we would have to, right? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to broaden it. See, so you guys were just putting every tag team in here, but um, <laughs> I just think it, 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 at least to not include them would just get people upset. Um, there. So, there uh, is conversation. Yeah, I don't know. This is hard. Um, I mean, the Creed brothers didn't win any gold, and right. I don't think this is necessarily about gold, is it? Like, what are we doing here? Like, does it, they just have to be like who's had the best year? Like, you could argue the Creed brothers in the last few months have had quite the um you know presence on monday night raw but they only just got there and whatnot mm-hmm. you know they did a lot of cool things in nxt i don't know i don't think they were the tag champs over there nope um they're really good uh correct us I if like... we're wrong down so- comments and socials yeah we're old and i don't yeah. know i just don't but they like wrestling wise they're good. They're very impressive. They got interesting moves. They their cardio's well, I don't want to say interesting moves, but I'm saying is their cardio's mm. like good. How they could just go from one thing to one thing to another thing and yeah. like just strength. Um and you know, they have the classic ones not so good 
and the other one's really good uh, type mm -hmm. of situation. Not not so good. I mean, like one's always a little bit better than the other one. Usually, yeah. sometimes there's always somebody that stands out. Yeah, or you could say their their different styles complement each other. Where where one lacks, the other picks up. Yeah, I just see like when they eventually make the mistake of separating the team. Like we don't know if that's different now because Triple H. So it, I think Vince is the one that breaks up tag teams. Uh, as far uh, as well, I know, right? He broke up Triple H. Broke up the Usos. So yeah, he did. That was him. But we don't even know if that was Triple H or Paul Heyman and Roman. I don't know. You know what the create? Who's in charge of the creative for that? Mm -hmm. You know, but like, I guess, yeah, he'd have to okay it because that messes with toys and things like that if a team's not together. Oh, yeah, definitely affects the merch. So, do they do they have a blurred out Yeet shirt available, by the way? Is that what I saw him wearing? No. Um, what that is, is the shirt itself doesn't film very well, apparently. Uh, if you're talking about that Monday Night Raw episode where the Yeet shirt was blurring, there was a yeah. whole X thread. They're like, what's going on? I thought they had the rights or whatever. It's like, no, it's really nothing we could do about that. It's the way the shirt films. It's a cool shirt, but it's just a shirt. Yeah. Because they, 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 they can do blurring and they can wear it. They can do Yeet now. So I'm yeah. not sure. They're going to tweak uh, that frame rate or something. What do you think? Um, like, I know I gave a lot of nothing there, but it's very mm. difficult to pick that. Um, yeah, so he, so here's what I'm thinking. Like, the Creeds did have a great year. They, at no point were they the top tag team anywhere, but they did prove themselves to be in the conversation and will be a force next year. Okay? So that's my feeling on the Creeds. FTR, they were on top of the beginning. Always in the conversation. <laughs> they, they, right. They, they're always in the conversation, but like you said, what have they done? Where have they been? They Do they take breaks? Maybe, I guess. Were they mourning the loss of Punk? Or now they have Adam? Was there politics involved here? Because they are friends with Phil. Mm. Um, so that's sort of back of the mind there kabuki warriors only just reformed they will be impactful in 2024 i'm sure alpha academy they've had a lot of fun this whole year they've been a, sort of a mainstay on wwe tv for their comedic routines and this really long feud with the viking raiders which is over due to injury so <laughs> right but like one of them's I, Ivar is still fighting. Whatever. Uh, moving on. Finn and Priest, undisputed tag champs. Yep, that's something. Uh, they are the longest reigning tag champs on this list, in fact, currently. Well, um, because you didn't write it the Usos. Well, so longest reigning tag champs during this year period. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andre and Duke had the belts for a while. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, right. There's, you know, something about money. Medium-sized fish in a small pond, kind of thing. Kaiser and Vinci. They're, you know, they're they're. We don't uh, have a catching category here, and it would only be one person who gets that in the group. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Um, but like they've had some good segments as far as win loss record, mid, pretty deadly. There was an injury, came back. I mean, what what a miraculous recovery, right? The fact that he's out of his wheelchair from that shoulder injury is incredible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, like, what do you think now? You think Creed Brothers or Alpha Academy? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> no, I mean, I, like, there's still more on the list. Piper and Chelsea, current women, nope. uh, former women's sex champs. You're right, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, held them for a while, didn't defend them a lot. Sammy and KO, to your point, winning the titles from the most dominant tag team arguably ever at in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Or the Usos who were the most dominant tag team. Arguably. Ever. Now, I think for me, looking at this, long list, and it's kind of one of those... It's one of those lists of... They're all hit or miss, right? Because... Everyone, I mean, if anything, the Creeds and Alpha Academy are the most consistent, consistently doing stuff. Same with Kaiser and Vinci, but mm. Sammy and Ken Owens and the Usos and FTR at least were on top for a bit. I feel like even AEW doesn't do tag teams well anymore. Yeah, it's a lost art form uh, there. I don't know if that they don't know how to do it. It's the booking of the teams that mm-hmm. they don't really know how to do. And that's pretty much well, at least what we watch anyway. Yeah. All right. So I think I have a decision here. Okay. Well then your decision's final. Cool. Based on the impact of the moment, the tag team of the year award, I feel has to go to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for their tag title win at WrestleMania, which ultimately did lead to a big rift in the bloodline and the breakup of the most dominant tag team so far. So, yeah. Sammy and KO, congratulations. All right. Perfect. Look at that. Amazing. Congratulations, you guys. Uh, You see what happens when my brain... All right. Next is the Freebird Award for Faction of the Year. Last year's winner, deservedly so, was the Bloodline. Did they take that momentum into 2023? They are our lead nominee alongside the House of Black, Damage Control, Bullet Club Gold, the Blackpool Combat Club, the Patriarchy, the Judgment Day, and Metaphor. Hmm. What do you think? What are you thinking here? It's Judgment Day or Bloodline, honestly. Like, it's not even really close, I don't think. If you want to look at impact on the business. Mm-hmm. Um, Bloodline kind of implodes later, mid-year. Mm-hmm. I think around SummerSlam, right? So before right. then... You know, they're running hot, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, Cody, you know, lost, you know, I'm going to have to go with Bloodline, um, 
like Judgment Day is really close because Priest has the briefcase, but like if the year's gonna end without him cashing in the briefcase anyway. Um, they've been tag team champions. Rhea Ripley counts in there. You know, she's the women's champion. You know, dumb. Like, like what measures it? Is it gold? Like, they don't have all the gold. Like, the tribal chief has the gold that matters. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going with that as a bias, really. Um, like it's 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 close between Judgment Day and Bloodline, but I'm a Bloodline guy, so I'm just gonna go with that. Well, given my current residential status, I might have to uh, exhibit a little bit of bias myself. Let's go Bloodline. Two in a row. Congratulations, Judgment Day. You coming in hot on 2024. Let's see what you do with it. Yeah, let's not uh, break up over some dumb shit. Our next award has a rather dubious history. It is the Barber Shop Award for the heel turn of the year. Last year, the slightly surprising winner was Cora Jade. This year, we have the recently turned AJ Styles, Sky Blue, Drew McIntyre, Asuka, Santos Escobar, and a surprising favorite of mine, Roddy, Roderick Strong himself. This is hard because Drew's not a heel. He doesn't think he's a heel. Right. He doesn't say he's a heel. He's mm -hmm. just Drew McIntyre doing Drew McIntyre shit. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little upsetting what he did to Sammy, but I don't think it's enough to get him this one. Maybe he's just some more evil shit. Um, who else was it? AJ Styles. Okay, AJ was just now. Right. And all he did was kick L.A. Knight in the face. Like, he beat up L.A. Knight. You know One of what the I hottest mean? faces. He is. But it's not like they was friends before or some shit. Like, it's a shock that he's going to attack his ass. True. You know? And there is still a question of, does this just go does this go back to Impact? Or is it just against L.A. Knight? Like, I yeah. don't... There's other people. Like, he's reacting, like, negatively towards his the club, but they suck. I'd also react negatively to them because they suck. They can't fucking help me. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a reason I was out. Because they suck. Right. Like, and with me, Chen, it's like, yeah, you're even more useless. Like, do you see what Rhea Ripley does? Why can't you do that? Mm -hmm. So, uh, if anything, he's justified. So, so let's look at the last three in this list in reverse order. Roddy Strong. I don't remember him being a face in AEW. He was a face at the start of the year before the neck injury. Then he should be the winner. Then, I guess. Because I don't... No one's else here is as interesting. Santos Escobar? So, I was listening to this podcast, and it's a wrestling podcast. And one of the guys was talking about how, like, Rey Mysterio is always bringing these, like, dogs home from, like, the street and stuff like that. And eventually mm -hmm. they fucking bite him. Mm -hmm. So I don't I just saw that as. I'm waiting, I'm looking at my watch and I'm waiting for him to turn. Mm -hmm. OK, the whole time, 
As a matter of fact, as soon as he came up there as a face, I'm like, all right, so how long till the heel turn? You know, that's not a, like, that didn't come out of nowhere for me. Like, as soon as Rey Mysterio gloms onto somebody and realizes that he's trying to fucking take their shit from them, like the United States Championship, it's a foregone conclusion. And what the hell has he done? Pair himself with Hamburger Carrillo? You know, at least Roderick Strong. Did you watch World's End? Not yet. Oh, well, it's out there, buddy. You can, I mean, go ahead. I'm, I'll, I'll all right. It. Well, you know, we're all we all are now know the identity of the mid card mafia and the identity of the mid card mafia. Are you ready for the identity of the mid card mafia? Yes. Was I right, right here on the bookies? Everyone was right. The devil was Adam Cole. Bye -bye. Just like nice. I fucking said. <laughs> also among the devil's rejects, Wardlow. So I was right. Yeah, we, yeah. Point, point him out in the old videos. Let me see Wardlow. Okay. So again, I told you. You on did. an episode of AEW Dynamite, mm -hmm. Wardlow was on the episode twice. Once, you didn't see his face. The shoes. The shoes. Same mm -hmm. shoes as Wardlow. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it's the kingdom is the, the tag rejects. Mm -hmm. And Roderick Strong is also in there. But the leader, and still injured, because, you know, he's sitting on a chair, Adam Cole. And I don't think anybody was really all that surprised by that, nor should they be disappointed, which kind of makes it the best move, honestly. Hmm. So I that, mean, that, that technically, mm -hmm. this is a heel turn. Are we doing an Adam Cole write-in or... Does Roderick Strong get it? Because he's already in here. Like, we've put people in before. But, like, even if we think it, like, I know I said, like, oh, I, it, I said Tosi was going to always be the guy. But there mm. was a chance that the devil wasn't Adam Cole. Right. Even though I've pointed out the fact that the mask was in that locker room mm -hmm. and Cole was right in front of it. it was on his side. So I did bring that up. Uh, you know, basement bookers, listeners know. So... It could be we could have an issue here. So Cole, I would say because he was with face. With yeah, with this with this new knowledge, it you know, Adam Cole could certainly be a right and and I think I'd put him above Roddy. So then it becomes so I agree with the Santos thing. I was also waiting for the shoe to drop. So it's a matter of Adam Cole or Asuka. I'm gonna go with Adam Cole. Asuka's turned heel before. Um, Souls Cole, but this is if you go out of regardless of how you feel about the vignettes and the people involved, mm -hmm. this is a really fucked up thing to do to a person that you call your friend. Like he befriended him and did all this shit to him. He taught MJF that he could be a friend and trust someone. Exactly. And he made him do things that he wouldn't do, mm -hmm. take stupid matchups and 
beat had him weathered down just like in nightfall where you know batman's going from crime to crime to crime when it was time to break the bat he was tired enough for bane to take care of him so this is really calculated and uh i think it should be adam cole even if it is the mid-card mafia as they're being uh coined (laughs) so well there you have it the right in the last minute entry adam cole wins heel turn of the year yeah no more cringe adam cole please thank you this next category is a category that was worked on very hard um this specific one uh this is the face turn of the year in honor of the world's greatest face i thought the face turn of the year award should have the face of john cena so here is the uh nominees for face turn of the year all right tony storm mjf and jay uso tony storm's a face is she a heel i don't know what she is Kay. does she cheat i don't think so she is comedic that's why it's difficult like i'm trying to figure out does luther help her at all so even this if is what happens when we don't watch things right so even if timeless tony storm isn't a face she did turn face when leaving the outcasts did she turn face or did they turn face they certainly didn't turn face hmm. maybe they went super heel yeah this is confusing I the had MJF to one is disconcerting yeah so i basically had to include tony storm in there i couldn't have just two nominees so it's really between mjf and jay uso to be fair i think jay uso i think jay uso because like of like just visceral reaction to it you know it's like oh my god we got he's back he's good he's you know he's doing it he's he's Mm -hmm. he's breaking free he's his own man now Mm -hmm. and mjf is like he's still a scumbag though you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. like jay is not or never was but he's a good guy yeah jay uso's story the entire the entire bloodline story yes but if you follow just the jay uso thread it is so so goddamn well written and so well performed so well executed you you get a a, a pair of twins right you never expect them to break up Mm. You, you think even vince won't break them up but Injuries happen, maybe a couple of, uh, you know, someone's Ding while I, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, someone has to go away for a while. So one obviously has to continue what's going on. And we get that's that was sort of the spawn of this Jay Uso storyline. And this past year, his departure, his explosive departure from the bloodline and from his brother 
brothers, really. But of course, you know, we think Jimmy more, uh, more of more than Solo. Right. It can't not be Jay winning this. This has been the one of the most compelling stories in wrestling. And he is living up to the moniker. Let's hope it continues in 2024. And he's not overshadowed. Of main event, Jay Uso. It's got to be Jay. All right, great. Congratulations to Jimmy J, J, Jimmy, Jimmy, J, 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 Uso. Yeet. Yeet. No, yeet. This next category is important. It's uh, it's one of the main reasons a lot of people like pro wrestling is the trash talking. And, you know, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's deep. Here's the nominees for most electrifying mic work of the year. CM Punk. MJF, Kevin Owens, Cody Rhodes, L.A. Knight, yeah, John Cena, the patriarch of the patriarchy himself, Christian Cage, Roderick Strong, and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Is Dominic Mysterio a joke? No. You think he's good on the mic? You can he barely gets... hear him. What? Exactly. Like, you can't even hear him. He grabs a mic. That crowd is invested. That crowd is all over him. Mm. It uh, is electric. That's true. That's true. Um, It's very difficult to no it's easy for me to say fuck that guy and um <laughs> uh, i'm not saying i disagree with why he's there i agree um but i think this year um uh, i don't think cm punk should get it because i i'm not a fan of that type of like right now Maybe at this stage of my life, I'm like, I'm tired of people like that. Like, CM Punk just exhausts me. Like I One said, gripe bomb was enough. Yeah, he... Like, so far, his, like, WWE stuff's been kind of, you know, it's so like, I love you guys. I'm just waiting for, like, that to be his heel, like, catchphrase uh, later on in the eventual heel turn. Um... And MJF, it's always been kind of like, you know, he's MJF and all over the place, you know. He's like, he's your scumbag, you know. There's a lot of passion, and he's this, and he's like, you know, he's very caring, and people pay attention when he talks on the mic and all that stuff. You know, I'm surprised the Bum King isn't on your uh, little mic work list there, buddy. Um, there is something to be said about Kind of saying the same stuff every time. John Cena, he's the GOAT. You know, everything he says, you know, has been great. So, you know, everyone listens to John Cena. Uh, the Rock, I mean, L.A. Knight. Uh, yeah. Smoke Cold Steve Austin, I mean, L.A. Knight. You know, it's, you what? can argue. I'm going to say Cody, because Cody's had, like, a lot of things he says, and everybody's always paying attention. His segments are always like the, you know, usually high draw segments. 
um what do you want to talk about and then you know he does a little cadence and all that stuff and this and that but then again what if it's christian cage i you know what i'm gonna go with christian cage because i like christian cage and he's talking about you know what everybody wants to talk about and that's dead fathers uh like recently he, he you know it's not his fault the one where he was with nick wayne's mom and she was doing her talking that's not his fault right um but he's fun he's just a fun character um mjf it's like you've seen it before you know mjf you know what he's doing Mm. but heel christian cage reminds me of like suit chris jericho and like christian cage puts his own christianity on it Mm -hmm. that makes any sense i feel like if it weren't so If there weren't a stigma about using the term Christianity to refer to not the religion, yeah, then I think he'd be all over that. Yeah, he would be. He he he'd be the patriarch of Christianity. Yeah, baptize you into Christianity, and that would be dope. But he has been the most consistent throughout the year. Cena wasn't around the whole time. Knight had a flub or two, you know, it happens, it's fine. Not going to fault him. He was nominated. He already wrote us, thanking us for his nomination. This time around, it goes to, yes, I'm, 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 I'm giving it to him. Christian Cage. And it's like this. I'm glad that's gone. All right, our next award has some history behind it. It is the Blue Chipper Award for debut of the year. The previous winner in 2019 was a favorite of Basement Jair. That is Kelly Ray, now known as Alba Fire. So this year's nominees are, and they all have previous experience, by the way, except for one. We'll get to this. Nick Wayne of the patriarchy himself. Billy Starks and Lola Vice. Lola Vice is the only one that came into this year without any real prior wrestling experience, but she does have a four and one record in Bellator. Mm. The only loss came by decision, by the way. So this is an interesting little field here. Not a lot of, uh, not a lot of names here, but all of them looking to really um, pave their path through this wacky business we call pro wrestling. My vote here, I think I will say it's, I mean, it's, it's tough. Like Nick Wayne has a pedigree. You know, we, we all know his, his, uh, his late father. Ola Vice. Uh, winning the breakout ladies tournament, you know, and Nick Wayne, all he really did was get beat up. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like Billy Starks is sort of the, um, what do they call it? The, like the, the, the heartfelt favorite kind of thing. Yeah. I apologize. I have not seen a single match of hers. That's okay. All right. All right. Uh, we, we know you don't necessarily subscribe to uh, 
ROH. But I thought you were gonna say women's wrestling, and then I was gonna say, "How dare you?" <laughs> now, why would I do that? It's silly. It wouldn't be true. That's right. I know that. I I wouldn't make that claim. Ring of okay. Honor. You don't really. I mean, I don't watch Ring of Honor either, but I've been paying attention to what's going on. She broke out of of uh, being a minion for Athena. She she had a match against Athena for the ROH Women's Title. It was she she did verbally submit to. I don't know what Athena calls the move, but it's like a modified Rings of Saturn, which looks absolutely dope. Um, but then they they made up, they hugged and made up afterwards. So uh, we'll see where that storyline takes us. So Billy Starks, like I said, does have a couple years of experience. She's been doing this for five years, and she's only like nineteen. Wow, so that's a, yeah, yeah. She has a very bright future. As does Lola Vice, Nick Wayne could maybe use i mean if dusty were still around he should take him under he should he'd take him under his wing i'm sure maybe learn some of those mic skills but i think based on where they are currently and where they can go from here it's it's really tough i'm gonna go with lola vice okay great that's what i also said so good Great. Oh, let's do it. The Ric Flair Dusty Rhodes Award for Feud of the Year. Sliding the nominees sh- are... Sliding straight in like into your DMs. Uh, last year's winner was Cody versus Seth for Feud of the Year. This year's nominees are... Cody and Crew versus The Bloodline. Bianca and Crew versus Damage Control. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Asuka versus Bianca Belair. Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Mellow Game. Vince McMahon versus his legal department. Shotzi versus Damage Control. Christian Cage versus Dead Dads. That would tie into Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland. CM Punk versus his own success. Miro versus his god. MJF versus your boy, Basement Jared, Jay White. And. Try to remember what TF is. Oh, Top Flight versus Injuries. Uh, I should stop abbreviating. Quite the field. You've uh, come up with here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a couple of these top flight versus injuries. We can, we can, nah. <laughs> I mean, that's just bad luck. It is. Uh, like, that's a feud we don't want to see. Yeah. Gosh. Also, make the case for pack versus injuries. Yeah, I mean, you could make the case for Tony Khan versus his phone. You know, like, I don't know. There's a lot of uh, things here. Um, mm-hmm. I would say uh, a lot of these are still ongoing. Right. You know, so that would mean these feuds can span years, um, some might say. Mm-hmm. Um, generational wars, uh, you know. Um, hundred years wars, to be precise, and that's got nothing to do with really what I'm saying here. Um, 
really what I think here, the uh, feud of the year should be, uh, I guess uh, it would be the Cody thing because it really encompasses a lot of different um, matchups in there, I think. You know, Seth and this guy and, you know, Sammy and that guy. You know, you know who I mean. You know, like yeah. a lot of people don't like the Judgment Day. You know, they made a lot of enemies. And I know the bloodline was active this year, too, but not so much, you know, towards, you know. But, hey, yeah. What are you? What are you what so are you? we write in Cody and crew versus Judgment Day? Well, whatever it is, feud you had there. Oh, that was against bloodline. Yeah, right. I don't know. But I don't know if they won that, though. Did they win that? Who won that feud, then? I think the Bloodline won that feud because Bloodline's still around. Roman's still the champion. That's right. All right, fine. Put that one. All right. So Cody has won the last three of these awards. It was uh, last year was uh, Cody versus Seth. And the last time we did the bookies before that, 2019, it was Cody versus Jericho. Well, what are we supposed to do here? Why? No. We, you know, we're going to have to give it no. up. Yeah. Good. I mean, Cody's a good feuder. So congrats, Cody. All right. Next up is a big one. This is the Savage versus Steamboat Award for match of the year. A lot of controversy around naming a match of the year. I feel like we almost can't pick one without being wrong, without being told that we're wrong. That's the nature of the IWC. As I like to say, no one hates wrestling more than wrestling fans. That being said, the nominees, oh, before the nominees, last year's winner was Gunter versus Sheamus. So, this year's nominees are Gunter Versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus for the IC title at WrestleMania. Brander Dander versus MJF for the AEW Championship at Revolution. Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Brander Dander versus Zack Sabre Jr. at WrestleDream, which I called as a match of the year candidate before it happened. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the tag titles at WrestleMania. And one that surprised me a little bit, but didn't surprise most of the rest of the IWC that follows these two. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door. Interesting. Strong, can strong candidates, strong field here. What, what are you feeling here, bro? Um... I feel like it's a little misogynist, this list. I feel like you're leaving out women. I feel like Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley's match at WrestleMania could go here. It was there. Um, it's on the but list. first, you know, it should be first, ladies first, honestly. Uh, I mean, Cody and Roman had a match this year, you know, and that was pretty important. Um but the right guy, we don't know if he won or not. You know, I know that sometimes you can't say these things. Mm. Um, I really like the triple threat match at WrestleMania. 
I don't think MJF's that good of a wrestler. Um, the Zack Sabre Jr. I, when I say that, I mean like moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like Danielson was good, but it's like, I don't know. This one's hard because I'm not the best at wrestling. Mm-hmm. Matches like the matches, I what I you know I like a lot of good like spots and things, and I do enjoy a good uh, slobber knocker. But AEW, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I can't really. This is a hard one, you know. And you already want it to be Zack Saber Jr. versus uh, Brian Danielson, so we could just give it to them, you know, to you know make it neutral here. So. Go ahead. This is the first time an AEW match has won match of the year. Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. at WrestleDream. Well, they have enough um, star ratings to keep them afloat, so I don't think they'll be butthurt over this one. All right. Uh, what, what's the Meltzer with stars for AEW? Like us with the Booker Bucks. The basement Bucks? What are they? They're basement dollars. Basement you don't dollars. even know. Like, they could be that if you want, like that. I think the book, <laughs> Booker Bucks is what the Young Bucks are going to call their new finishing move. Oh, okay. Once they, once they uh, steal once, it from us. Once they ditch the Meltzer driver for something that actually works. Right. Yeah, may, maybe a super pile driver should just finish the match like right then and there. Just yeah, saying. a basement a basement buck lariat is when you throw a brick at someone. I figured a basement buck lariat would be when you clothesline their ankles. I'll keep that under advisement, but I really think a brick should be involved in the maneuver. A brick should be involved in everything. Next up is the Shinsuke Nakamura. No speak the English award. Those were his words. We're not doing anything like that. Sorry, no speak English. For most underutilized or improperly utilized superstar of the year, last year's award winner was, deservedly so, Jonathan Gresham. Damn it, Tony Khan. This year's nominees are Serena Deeb, Tony Nice. Keith Lee, All Ego Ethan Page, Ricky Starks, Andrade El Idolo, Zion Quinn, Indus Cher, Karrion Cross, Ricochet, Nick Aldis, the tag team of Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, Gigi Dolan, and Carlito. Big field. What are you thinking, bro? I don't think Nick Aldis is underutilized. Um, I think I, he's being improperly utilized. He should be in the ring. I don't I don't know if he's necessarily excluded from the ring that we know of. And currently his role being adversarial to the tribal chief is kind of a big deal. Like he's not scared of him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's being script. Okay, so I get why you have him there. I can't convince you not to have him. There. <laughs> so, um, 
but we we don't have to vote for him. So I I know he's that there. It's discussed. I just an interesting take. Yeah. <laughs> um, both both takes are valid. I do see your point, and I acknowledge your point. I think that Ricochet is exactly where he needs to be. Could you tell um, me where that is right now? Well, it's the mid card. It's sometimes in a match with Bronson Reed. Sometimes he's in a match with somebody else in Bronson Reed. Sometimes mm. he's in a match. Sometimes he's not in a match. Sometimes he's talking to CM Punk backstage. Sometimes he's, you know, he's maybe he's having a hamburger. Uh, I don't know if they give you food and catering anymore. Um, you know, he's a guy. I feel like they can't call it catering if there's no food. Honestly, if you're on TV, you're being utilized better than I am. So I don't know what else to tell you. You're mm. on television. Um, that being said, then our nominees Carrion be... Cross, mm-hmm. uh, which officially hasn't done anything all year. <laughs> officially. And right. I'm not counting vignettes with AOP, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not counting clever little retcons. I'm not counting there's a parade going around in the city. He picks up a little baton and just walks out in front of it. All these guys are heels because they got in the ring with me. Mm-hmm. All these guys are heels because they won feuds against me. Sure. Sure. Yeah, remember, Roman, I put the clock on the ring. That wasn't me. Uh, it was the, the, the bloodline itself. That was the expiration date, and I knew it was coming, Carrion Cross. So I would guess, I guess maybe him. You know? Wow. Because, look, Keith Lee wrestled matches. Yeah. You may not agree with who he's wrestling with or who he's tagging with or what feud is stale bread or, or which could, wizard he's going to be or at the last minute he could he wasn't wrestling Swerve Strickland at World's End it was he was replaced with Dustin mm-hmm. and that occurred before the show so it's not a spoiler for you but right. you know at least Keith Lee got to wrestle so and Karrion Cross did wrestle. He did. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I apologize if there's one guy out there going, he probably wrestled more than Keith Lee. I don't remember any of it. I can tell you about Keith, some stuff that Keith Lee did. But for Cross, I mean, I like mishandled. Mm-hmm. He's just mishandled. Keith Lee kind of had that feud with uh, Shane Taylor. Right, right. They right. probably did stuff on Ring of Honor that we didn't see. Exactly. You're right. But it's nothing that if I can't see it, you know, this is a basement booker's golden pencil award. Okay. That's right. The only thing we acknowledge that we can't see is John Cena. That's right. So are we good on that? We good? You think so? it's cross or you just don't agree? So if we're talking about getting tv time uh and not and well i was just matches, as one of my metrics then there's serena deeb and zion quinn and Indy share yeah but if you look at 
what they're capable of doing. We've seen what Karrion Cross can do. He's been NXT champion. Mm-hmm. He's got the entrance. He's got the girl. He's got all the presentation, all these things. Mm-hmm. And fuck all. I like Serena Deep too. She's a great hand. She's mm-hmm. great in the ring. I don't know a lot of people better than her in AEW. But agreed. I I was waving that flag like when when she when she was doing her professor gimmick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All like like I said, she's the best women's wrestler on their roster, and I still think that's the case. Yeah, but dude, listen. The last time I saw her was on an episode of Heels. Okay, it's a wrestling. It's a TV show about wrestling, and it's not you AEW. Oh, heels! I'm, I was thinking uh, the AEW. No, heels, heels, yeah, heels on yeah, yeah. stars. It used to be on yeah. stars. It's cash. No, you're right. They don't like money over there, so you know what I mean. So I, I don't know if it's exactly mishandled or not handled at all. Mm-hmm. I would say she hasn't been handled. <laughs> well, that sounds you like gotta get handled issue. to get mishandled. You feel me, player? I I, I, I hear you, and that sounds like a whole personal issue with Serena and Deeb there. But I like I'm I'm down with it. Carrying Cross, winner of the most underutilized or improperly utilized superstar of the year. Hoping you have a better 2024 than you did 2023. Please don't set down a uh a whatchamacallit, an hourglass near me. Please, I, I, you know, I don't want, I can't live like that. Don't cancel the bookers. It's an honor. All right. Our next award is the David Arquette Award for the most undeserving champion. Last year's winner was controversial, but strong feelings from Jer on this was Orange Cassidy with the International Championship. This year's nominees are. Casey and Casey for the WWE Women's Tag Titles, Ricky Starks and Big Bill for the AEW Tag Titles, and Chase University for the NXT Tag Titles. A lot of tag stuff here this year. Yeah. I do you have mean, a write-in, or do you have any strong feelings about any of these? Uh, I got a write-in. Uh, okay. It's a little controversial. I'm almost afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie Kingston. I knew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which which title? All of them. So that's like you're uh... telling me those guys couldn't beat Eddie Kingston. Brian Danielson can't beat Eddie Kingston. I'm kidding. Eddie Kingston deserves all the championships that he got. Uh, you know, before there's no spoilers for Saturday here. So even I, I, you know. I mean, there, there, I mean, there was there was one person who opined that Eddie Kingston is better than Seth Rollins in every way. That is an opinion. That it's an incorrect opinion by a person. But it doesn't mean that he's undeserving. So I I apologize. It's just a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. So partner. So I I feel I feel like it's important for this award. Is Eddie Kingston the current AEW Triple Crown champion, the Continental champion, ROH World Champion, and New Japan Strong Champion? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So Tony Khan is clearly behind. Eddie Kingston, he he's, he's he measured him for that rocket. 
Let me. I don't know where the rocket's going, but he measured him for let it. Let me um. Let me see if I can break this down for you. Okay. I think CM Punk. I think Eddie Kingston is realer than CM Punk. I don't know if it was for law speak or to get your things done or get things proper, but Tony Khan said CM Punk had him fearing for his life. So you're telling me he's not afraid of Eddie Kingston? I'm afraid of Eddie Kingston. So I think... I think he might be shook. He's like, I can't tell this guy he's not going over. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's loyal and all this. And ba 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 He's friends with Moxley. Moxley's got a lot of pull in AEW. It was most likely also his decision. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, he, like some people, you know, miracles happen. And that's great. You know, I'd just be a hater if I wasn't like, that'd be great, you know, but I didn't work nearly as hard. So, you know, he did what he, if, listen, there's something to be said. People that are like, oh, he's a bum. He looks this. He looks that. He got himself with help or whatever. He got himself to where he is in his life. And that's a lot more than a lot of other people can say, myself included. So, at least professionally. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think he belongs there. To your point. Well documented on the last episode of this podcast. I am a I'm an Eddie Kingston fan. I like Eddie Kingston a lot. I respect him. I respect his ability, his in-ring work. His mic work. I question how a promoter can give him a more memorable and more significant world championship reign than Claudio Castagnoli. Well, you know, the thing is that Eddie Kingston has something that Claudio does not have. To p- please tell me what that is before I say something rude. Much as I love Eddie Kingston, I and respect just, and fear him. Listen, as much as I always say, I'm one of those people that are like not like I don't get I don't act like a mark. I don't get super hyped when Eddie Kingston says certain things or does certain things. Mm-hmm. I've yeah, known partner. those. I've known people like that my whole life. That's not. That's nothing new to me. It mm-hmm. does not. It's like this is just. It's another day growing up in Brooklyn, bro. Like twenty years ago, they were hanging out outside the OTB. Now they're hanging outside the grocery store with the uh, the scratch doing the scratch offs in between quick draws. Let me tell you something. All right, so partner, that's all. He <laughs> but he's still like got more flavor than than Claudio does. That's and I don't know true. if that's true. Like, Okay, so it's true, but, like, mm-hmm. all I know is what I see on television. Mm-hmm. 
All I know is what I hear on television and around television. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Claudio's got everything I don't. Okay, I'm. T- if you want to crap on me, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm ta- I'm comparing wrestlers. Okay, I'm not a wrestler. Claudio has all the tools, the physical gifts. I don't know what's missing, you know, but say what you want about Eddie Kingston. He's still a character. Mm-hmm. Even if those characters, I've known these characters, they're still, he's still a character. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how you feel about that character, even if his character is just him, that's just still what it is. It still resonates with some people. And you it know still what? resonates, yeah. You now have a Golden Pencil Award winner that looks like you. Thank God. Finally. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah. And also, I'd say he's in better shape. Like, he's in he's in rig shape. So. Yeah. Like, looks aside, he, you gotta presume he probably has better cardio than you. I hope so. I hope so, Eddie kicks it, or you're in a lot of trouble. For his opponent's you, sake. Yeah. Oof. All right. So this next category, um, this is the authority figure of the year. And I thought, what better person to represent the authority figure of the year? But John Cena, because John Cena said that he works for the WWE universe, that he listens to the people. And that's an authority figure I can get behind. So that's why John Cena is the poster boy for Based Booker's authority figure of the year. And the nominees are... We have two nominees this year. They are Nick Aldis and HBK. Well, Rich DeRiz, this is hard, isn't it? Mm, I don't think so, actually. Well, HBK's been doing it a lot longer. He has, Mm. but I feel like, at least in the on-screen presence, Nick Aldis has certainly been more impactful in a much shorter period of time than HBK has been. Yeah, Pierce didn't even get nominated. Well, spoiler alert. So we have our winner for the uh, John Cena Award now uh, for Best Authority Figure of the Year. So let's transition directly into the Vicky Guerrero Award for Worst Authority Figure of the Year. Once again, two nominees. They are the aforementioned Adam Pierce and Tony Khan. I mean... Tony Khan would win this, but he's not an on-screen authority figure, is he? He mm. does make those announcements, right? Like, he's technically on-screen. Yeah, he he's does their guy. on screen and before shows, he comes out sometimes, too. So, like, if you're live in attendance, he'll tell you that CM Punk walked out, or this, that, the other, yada, yada, whatever the case may be. It's Pierce. gotta be him, though. So as ineffective as Adam Pierce is on screen, I feel like Tony Khan is at best ineffective, if not detrimental, in many cases off screen. 
I was going to say, uh, Pierce's social media posts are positive. And it is like, official. Yeah. And he just, you know, his surprises are actually pretty decent. And he's not going around saying like they're huge announcements when they're really not. He doesn't announce an announcement. Right. For an announcement. Killing it. Exactly. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Damn it, Tony Khan. You're a meme. You're a meme boy. But hey, you know, maybe that'll help you. You're a meme one, Mr. Khan. Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. The next award is the deletion of the year. Last year's winner was CM Punk. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I only have one nominee for this. Do you have a nominee other than CM Punk? No, not really. <laughs> Congratulations, CM Punk. You took a stand backstage, you threw some monitors, you deleted yourself from AEW. Thanks for coming back, by the way. Should have never signed with them in the first place. <laughs> Fool me once. I don't know, whatever. Our next award is the Lake of Reincarnation Dip of the Year. This is a repackage award. Last year's winner was Bray Wyatt for his return in his uh, sort of pre-Uncle Howdy role and all of that. That was interesting. Rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. This year's nominees are Timeless, Tony Storm, Julia Hart, Sky Blue, Tatum Paxley, Roddy, Chris Statlander, Main Event Jey Uso, Kyrie Sane, and Scripts. What are your thoughts? Fuck off with Scripts, man. He I think it should mask. be Tony Storm. Tony Storm? Yeah, he gained the mask, lost the mask, he's out the mud. <laughs> What a stupid name for a tag team. It's a little interesting in a way, but like, I don't think you could have came up with something a little bit less weird. I don't know. I guess it means something, you know? I, I don't know. If, yeah, if, if it's Their some writer's slang... team probably looks like the cast of Modern Family. <sighs> but just like the boring characters. I don't watch the show, but I'm doing this for yours to like a metaphor. I get you. I will say that's actually a great show, but okay. but uh, I would just skip I'm, all I'm the parts that's pre- not um the yeah. the hot Spanish lady. I would just just watch Sophia her. Vergara. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm picking up what you're putting down for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, there have been a a, a number of good. Uh, repackagings this year. Tony Storm, certainly the most entertaining of all of them. Chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. Yeah, I wonder what how she came up with that. We'll never know. I wonder if someone told her that one day, except for the watch for the shoe part. Our next award is an oldie but goodie. It is the Roger Murtaugh, I'm too old for this shit, 
Award. Last year's winner was Sting. This year's nominees are Sting, Christian Cage, mainstay in, as a nominee in this category, Adam Copeland, Paul White, CM Punk, and that deadbeat dad himself, Rey Mysterio. Do you have any other nominees you want to toss in here, or shall we get straight to it? What's the requirement that you're like 50? Yeah. Jesus Notably Christ. absent from this is R-Truth because he has not missed a goddamn step. How dare you put Christian Cage in this category? How dare you put the Patriarch in there just because he's 50? <laughs> just saying. Uh... He might be getting. Uh, he hasn't lost a step. I will say that. So he's not going to win. I still think it's Sting. He's the oldest, isn't he? He is the oldest, but Paul White. Oh, like, right. like, like, yeah, listen, fine. You, you, you know, I stand. You know, I, I always want to give this to Sting. Like Mark Henry's not even in here because he hasn't had a match. Paul White actually participated in the match, got dropped. I would say, you know, it definitely dropped, emphasis on dropped, onto a car and slid off of the, the hood of the car onto the pavement. <laughs> okay. Like Hobbs. Not funny. Hobbs, you're strong. We get it. Be more careful with your elders. Yeah, well, yeah, Big Show can barely move. Um, So, Paul White, sorry. You can barely move, it looks like. Maybe you shouldn't. You know, I get it. You're trying to help out. You're a good guy. You're a nice guy. You got a family to feed. You're on mm. television. It's got to be hard to like scratch the itch. Yeah, and you know what? We already know that that Sting. He's like, okay, I'm going like this. I'm ready to hang up the cap. Yeah, he's he on his us. way. He's mm-hmm. unless he's lying and he turns heel and says, "I ain't leaving." Don't do that to me. I know, but it's a possibility, right? It's a possibility. So, I mean, with the one match he had that he shouldn't have, is it Paul White? I think so. He's too old for this shit. He's too old for this shit. Not even that he's too old. Like, physically, it might not be the best thing for him. Yeah, like, he, he, had, he had some surgeries. He's gotten himself in better shape. However, I just don't, don't want you to die or get crippled. I don't yeah, know. don't agree. I'm sorry, to a car and then slide off onto the frick. Did you th- like? Did you think you'd stop on the hood, which is sloped? They should have did a pre-tape, like did for he... that just that bit. Like you don't, it doesn't have to be that happening right there. And they did camera trickery. If you Maybe want to throw them off a thing, I yeah. Like, have him because. land on one of those, like, you know, like the kids play in the foam blocks or whatever. Like, a thing like that. Like, a little Chuck E. Cheese pit. Like, Kurt Angle getting chucked off that balcony. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Exactly like that. It would be a good turn. Like, you know, didn't Big Show do that to him before? Probably. Yeah, that's why he was, like, GM Kurt or whatever. Show should know better. Yeah, he should know better. I mean, he's trying to get his house back from Stephanie still. What do you want from him? Right? I mean, Paul, poor guy. All right. Paul White, congratulations. Please don't get dropped again. This next category uh, is very important. You know, it's about keeping announcers from feuding with each other. Um, And I thought 
the perfect wrestler for this, the perfect person, would be a man who once bullied Michael Cole, and that is John Cena. And that's why we got John Cena here representing the uh, no, no, no fighty for announcers award. Rich Deriz, let's get those nominees out there. That's right. And just to clarify, this year we have expanded it to announcers feuding with anyone. Oh. We've expanded this category a little bit because you know things you know things can happen. For instance, Pat McAfee can wrestle too, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. The f- last year we did not have a nominee. Our last winner was 2019 Corey Graves versus Renee Young. We remember that from Raw. Yeah, it's very cringe and catfighty, like two siblings. You mm-hmm. know. Yep. So this year the nominees are. Corey Graves versus Pat McAfee. Booker T versus Coherence. Tony Schiavone versus anyone but Sting. Taz versus his digressions. And I think this actually would be the the one to really rival Graves versus McAfee. Nigel McGinnis versus Brian Danielson. I like that one, though. Mm. I like so, it just shits on him. Like it is. Day. So it, it, it's kind of an interesting thing. Like the, like the only thing is with Nigel, we know there can't be a payoff there. We can get Graves versus McAfee. Do we want that, though? I want. I want to see Graves in the ring again. And McAfee's always entertaining in the ring. Yeah, I, I will never care about Corey Graves outside of like, I like him on like after the bell. He's decent there. Did you see that? I don't remember what it was. It was a network special where they were following a number of NXT stu- superstars and their journeys and everything. And yeah, Graves... he's got a sad story. I know Graves right. and his family and stuff like that. That stuff was in there for his, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, for anyone that didn't see it, I don't remember the name of it. Uh, do you remember? If you remember the name of it, I'm sure you would. Uh, it, NXT, but... I don't know. There you go. Um, and Graves had gotten the news that he couldn't wrestle anymore, but. Like right on the spot, Triple H is like, listen, if we, we think we might have a spot for you if you if you want to try out announcing, boom, and look where he is now. He's he's not only announcing, he's a staple, and he has a podcast that is on the network, which you know we can get on the network as well. Uh basementbookers at gmail.com. Put us up. Guys. Yeah, we don't always have to curse. You yeah. know, we can mm-hmm. say whatever's cool. Yeah. Um we can we can re enable our with- yeah. Push the mute buttons. He could work with CM Punk. You know, it's fine. He'll 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 do it. He's actually our guy on the street. So anything anybody wants to talk, any um women's divisions needs more, you know, interview time from someone who'll make them look tall. This is the guy for that. So just letting you know. That's right, Jer. See, told you. Look at that. Look at him. So, um, what do you think, buddy? You know, I've always, you know, I think this is you here. Yeah. So I, so I feel like this is an award of like we don't want the announcers to feud with whomever. Um, so you don't want Booker T to feud with Coherence. You want him right? I want him to be coherent. Right. So these are things we don't want to see. I like. 
Nigel vs. Danielson is entertaining. I like Graves vs. McAfee because they are both entertaining. But Graves vs. McAfee, we can get a payoff. We unfortunately can't get a payoff of Nigel vs. Brian Danielson. So to me, that makes that the winner. We're never going. Taz is never going to be able to fight his digressions. Shivani's never going to fight anyone. So I think it has to be Nigel versus uh, Brandon Dander. Yeah, yeah. Because it just reminds me of like whenever I'm a hater, like mm-hmm. that that one person that just gets on my nerves when I just be like, just be having a conversation. It's like, yeah, you know this, all this, this uh, blah 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 is getting out of blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I'm like, I can't fucking stand that son of a bitch, yeah. etc. Fuck them. And you know what? <laughs> I had I had a thought. Because I didn't watch Ring of Honor, but if this is a feud that actually dates to when Nigel was wrestling in Ring of Honor, please let us know down below. Let me know. I'll try and find it. I'll look up some of their promos. I mean, the closest thing to that is like Don Callis and how much he hates Chris Jericho. Well, this category is custom fit, custom made, stolen from The Miz um, by me. And uh, this is The Miz Participation Award. At least you tried. This is for people who, you know, they tried and they did that. And, you know, we already got ours, but this is for them. Rich? That's right. Last year's winner was Hangman Adam Page. So with that being said, this year's nominees are CM Punk. Speaking of Hangman Page. Roxy. Of course, you know, Roxanne Perez. I just always put it in as Roxy. Tony Khan, Raquel Rodriguez, Hangman Page again, Chris Statlander, Jack Perry, and Nick Wayne. If you have any other nominees, let me know. Write them in. Those are all, um, they're all good. Um, and I, I can't give it to Nick Wayne. Mm. Um, I think, and this makes me sad because I don't ever want to, I always want to see certain people succeed. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like she, she tried Raquel, uh, you know, Rodriguez, Gonzalez, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she tried, you know, and, it's just there's just nothing going on, man. Like you could flex your back, but so much, guys. Like help her out. Like get her something else here. Yeah. So I I agree. And what she needs is not something that she herself can provide. They have to give her. She they need to turn her heel. The problem is they have their monsters already. So yeah, they need someone. Like, mm-hmm. They need someone of a uh, more impo- an imposing physique to counter the Nia Jaxes and the Rhea Ripleys. And Raquel Rodriguez is the one right now, while while Piper Niven is all, still a heel. I don't know what's happening with her and Chelsea. I guess we'll find out in the coming uh, – after the new year. But Day one, tomorrow, Monday hmm. night. Yep, day one. Day one ish, mm-hmm. Monday night on Raw. Um, 
So yeah, Raquel, she she needs a heel turn. That's what she needs. She needs to stop the smiling. Just come in, toss people, bounce. But I, I, I unfortunately, like I said, don't think that will happen as long as there are no other faces of her stature. As long as Rhea Ripley is a heel and on the same show, mm-hmm. she will not grow. I think she got to go to SmackDown, and I think you give her a fresh like thing over there. Fresh coat of paint, just wrecking people. Yeah. Just mean. Yeah. Just just full of mean. You mm-hmm. know, something. Like, there's, there's a meanness in there. It's just like something's not connecting in the baby face level. Like, as long as you're there with Rhea, she's just going to dominate you. It's just not mm-hmm. going to work. Next up, we have the Million Dollar Man Dick Move of the Year Award. Last year's winner was Rhea Ripley's Concerto to Beth Phoenix. We all remember that spot. This year's nominees are CM Punk's AEW Locker Room Issues, Jack Perry causing CM Punk's last AEW Locker Room Tantrum, and CM Punk's return to WWE. Do you have any other nominees to add before we give an award to Punk again? Uh, no, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, so dick move of the year. I feel like it can really all, it all stems from Punk's AEW locker room issues. I don't think Jack Perry was the cause because the one common denominator with CM Punk's AEW locker room issues besides AEW is CM Punk. So it's got to go to Punk's AEW locker room issues. Congrats, Punk. You're a cancer. Here's your golden pencil. You know where to put it. I think the Young Bucks had a lot to do with that, too. They seem very immature. Well, they are young, allegedly. We're alive! We're Basement Booker's Podcast Pencils! Here he is! I'm Fitch McMahon with the Booker of the Year Award! And the nominees are... Triple H! Triple H! Triple H! Triple H! That Triple H. All right, seriously, though, who are the nominees, Rich? That's your job. So first, last year's winner was Triple H. This year's nominees are Triple H and Tony Khan. And oh, I put extra. <laughs> it's okay. And the winner is Triple H, because if you yeah. watch both shows, you know the winner is Triple H, and you know why. You feel smell what the – who knew? Right. After all these years, it, it would be us smelling what Triple H is cooking. Is that sausages on the DX barbecue grill? No, man. You know, God damn it! You know, you always do this to me. <laughs> I gotta explain it. You know, <laughs> you know how they're always like, let him cook. You know, and he's cooking, and and the Rock and him, they'd always feud. And mm-hmm. he, the Rock would be like, "Oh, you smell what the Rock is cooking." And Triple H is like, "Oh, the game, you'll play the game." But now, and he's the one with his big nose who have to smell what the Rock is cooking. But now we, we want to smell what Triple H is cooking. We love what Triple H is cooking. Except Punk. We that remains to be seen. We don't know what's going on there. So let's get on to the next category, right? Well, 
Rich, I have to say that we were missing something in the last category. There was another nominee for Booker of the Year. Booker of the Year is one man that I nominate, and that is... I can't believe it. What is oh my goodness gracious? I guess it's me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes, it's you, buddy. So congratulations. Thank you, dude. I I I I, I really appreciate it. Like I wasn't expecting this. I know I had a, a little bit of a run with the uh you know with the with the basement championship. And yep. um I, I guessed better than you a couple of times and then I got beat and that happens and I haven't picked it back up yet. But you know, it's uh you know you, it's you. I couldn't have done this without you. You know, you are you're the brains behind this podcast, which uh, you no, know no, listen, no. Shut the fuck up. Steady yeah. on. All right, no. You listen to me. Can you hear me? You yes. listen to me. I can hear you. First now. of all, mm. you were nominated. You didn't win. Oh triple H won. Okay. Oh. Oh. I don't get nominated because I nominated you. Okay. You don't get to nominate me because this is me being nice. You don't get to be nice. I'm the man. I'm the nice man. You're nominated for Booker of the Year. Thank you. you. Well, okay. Well, if if I can't nominate you, let me at least tell you publicly. You are my. Oh my God! You brought it back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get back to business. That's the tomfoolery and chicanery we get right. over here. I put you over Thank literally, you, physically, mm-hmm. just now. So mm-hmm. let's go with the Basement Booker's podcast. Fitz McMahon, or soon to be the Rich to Riz, make this guy look really good uh, award for excellence, I guess. That's right. This is the superstar of the year. This is the, this is the, golden pencil that every superstar or professional wrestler male and female wants to win every year this is the big one the nominees first last year of course was won by roman reigns before that we had becky lynch two years in a row before that we had aj styles two years in a row so this is a Big, big category. The nominees this year are Roman Reigns, MJF, John Moxley, Seth freaking Rollins, Christian Cage, Edge slash Adam Copeland. We can sort of combine his career there. Tony Storm. Carmelo Hayes, and L.A. Knight. Yeah. Do you think we need to add anyone to this list before we convene? I don't think so. Um, Because that's already too many people. It's a lot. It's a lot of people. Um, I hate this. Only one person in this category... Has a championship made for them. Like a real championship. 
something that's actually being treated like a championship. There's a Seth Rollins, please don't go championship. He has yet to be pinned or submitted in singles competition since becoming the champion. It's true. He's also a regular guy. Mm-hmm. You know, the tribal chief is not that. He's not even a man. He's a tribal chief. So, like, for a regular man, I mean, the guy went, like, all right, what makes, make, what says make this guy look really good more than your back is broken and you have a last man standing match? You show up the next day on Monday Night Raw like nothing happened and get physical. Crazy. Like, And he's got a championship made for him. Yeah. You know, the Seth Rollins, please don't go championship. I mean, look, Cody looked really good. He also looked really good. Yeah. But he's not here. That's right. He's not here. So it's got to be Seth Rollins. I, I mean, look, I love Tony Storm too, but like all year or most of the year, what are we doing? Yeah. Why are we even talking about this? I, I will accept I that here. Yeah. Like, I hate it. Seth has just been on top all year. I mean, we know he's no Eddie Kingston, right? But. No, no. No one is. <laughs> no one is. Oh. But, I mean. That's the point. Roman, our tribal chief, you know, all due respect. But. Gotta come. Come to work a little more, you know what I'm saying? I mean, look, yeah. I mean, look, given the option, we wouldn't. I, you know, I would take the same schedule as Roman. Sorry. I, I think Roman proves, really, we all want to work from home. Exactly. Exactly. And when I, you do show up, it's like a big deal. That's like a dream. Yeah. Like, imagine it's like you're always the cool guy at the party, mm-hmm. and the party is like, Thousands of people also watching at home. Dope. And sometimes you got to beat up a guy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can just walk in and that's it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you could be on a screen and that's it. So they wrote Seth Rollins with a broken back to win a last man standing match. Yeah. And show up the next day like nothing happened. That is. The shiniest of shines. That's right, Rich Torres. That's right. Seth, yep. Congratulations. Well deserved for Triple H strapping the entire company on your back, except for, you know, the SmackDown headline stuff. Well, when you're the head booker's golden boy, life is good. That's right. It's a good award show, bro. What do you think? I think it's great. I think it's time for us to transition into the big heads. Well, Rich, that was a great rewards we just did there in this smooth transition to the end of the Basement Booker's podcast episode we happen to be in the middle of that was done all in one time. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, I, I love these award shows, you know, like... 
um, all all these letters and gifts from all the nominees. They they appreciate it, and we we love doing it. We love handing out these well deserved awards to uh, to CM Punk to stop doing things and to Sting to retire. Well, not in this case, but you know, it's coming up uh, anyway. Yeah, bribes are unnecessary, but welcome. But, right. Yeah. Uh, as are sponsorships, basinbookers at gmail.com. And speaking of basinbookers at gmail.com, that is our email address. You can hit us up. Tell us your thoughts on the bookies. What other awards you think we should include next time? Did did we overlook someone for a nomination? Let us know. Also hit up our socials. The socials down below. The link trees down below. You know what to do. The bell, the thing, the that, and Jerry's got a party message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers. Like and subscribe. Thank you for checking out the bookies. Shout out to Manny. Shout out to the basement bookerverse. Shout out to uh, all the people. Tony Mamaluke. Okay, that's the guy who wants to shout out. All right, good. good. That's right, yeah. partner. 